Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Happy New Year, Hunbots and Hunbros. I cannot believe it is 2023. I'm excited for this new year. It's going to take us 2022. Had a bit of, um, whew, it was a tough year for me emotionally. It was a, it was a really emotional year for me, but I did it. I survived. And I'm proud that you guys are here and you guys survived as well. And there's so much happening in 2023. And I am so excited to bring to you another 12 months of really, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, pretty cool content. Okay. Um, All right. Like (laughs) I've been working really hard on the show and putting a lot of focus, especially on those emotional days that I was having and really putting my focus and my energy into the show to make it better. And I'm just, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of of where we've got. We, uh, we doubled in 2022. Um, We hit 3000000 downloads sometime in December. I don't even know. It's a whirlwind. But I am I'm just really proud, you know, and this is something that is mine. And um, I have worked so hard. And I'm so excited that I'm I'm, we're coming into our third year like this is just wild. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to continue all of the education and all of the chats that we had in 2023, all of those topics, moving them forward and putting them where they belong uh, in, in any episode that they come up into, like toxic diet culture and religion and affinity fraud, that kind of stuff. But this year, I want to add a couple more topics to our repertoire. Uh, and we've dabbled in a couple episodes. Um, and I just want to make them more of a focus and, and work on content about this, you know, not exclusively, but to have more of a focus this year on these topics. And so I'm going to introduce them to you right now because you guys are, you know, you guys are my my fam. You guys are my podcast fam. And I want to share this with you guys. So this year, we are going to be focusing on financial independence, okay? The real true financial freedom that MLMs promise and scams promise, but never deliver on. So if you are in that realm and you're like, oh my God, that's my wheelhouse, please hit me up and let's make an episode for the show. I really, really want to talk about that kind of stuff and and work with people who can help us become more educated uh, about our money. Because I mean, come on, you know, we're going into a recession and I think we need to be a little bit more educated about what we're doing with our money and how to make it work for us. So um, yeah, if you're in that space, let's chat. And if you have a recommendation of someone I should talk to, you know, hit me up as well, because that is is one of the topics that I really want to focus on this year. A second topic is the exploitation of children. Okay. And this is a very, very triggering and very, very wide spectrum. And we are going to cover a lot of it. Um, I'm going to be focusing a little bit of my attention this year on the children of God or the Family International um, and have some episodes about that. There is uh, exploitation of children and in, in the abuse of children. So that will be coming up. Obviously, everything has trigger warnings, so you guys will know. But um, 
talking about not only that type of exploitation, but also like the way that MLM Huns and influencers exploit their children on social media and the stuff that we're putting out there that maybe we're not really thinking all the way through. And so I have a couple experts that are going to come talk about that. But again, if this is your wheelhouse and you want to make an episode, please hit me up because (sighs) there's just, there's so much and it, it shows up in that Venn diagram so often. And I really, I want to talk about it because I want us to really, if we really want to keep our kids safe, then we need to have these hard conversations. And we're going to have them this year. Uh, and then also neurodivergency, we are going to be diving so much more into neurodivergency. It's always been a topic sort of in the shadows on this show. And we're going to be diving more. We're going to be talking to more professionals, counselors, people that are in the space, educators in the space to discuss different types of neurodivergency and understanding how minds work differently from neurotypical and neurodivergent. I still see, even when I post things about neurodivergency, I still see people who just don't completely grasp the concept yet. Um, And so that was another thing for me where I was like, you know what, I just want to come at this really compassionately and, and from a place of understanding so that people can understand. And we're even going to have some like how to be more understanding in your workplace and some education that you can bring back to, you know, maybe where you work or your different organizations on how to um, just be more aware and kind. It's just, there's a lot. And again, if this is your wheelhouse and you want to make an episode, hit me up. And these will just sort of be, you know, throughout the whole entire year. We're not going to have like a month focus or anything like that. But these are going to be three heavy topics this year that I really sort of want to focus on, you know, the way that we focused on toxic diet culture last year, that sort of thing. A quick content warning about this episode. Uh, We are going to talk about not really the exploitation of children, but the way that MLMs influence children. Our guest, April, has been a fan of MLM since she was as young as she can remember. And we sort of take this journey of all of the things that MLM convinced her of and sort of chasing this carrot her whole entire life until she just sort of figured it out. And it's a, it's a really funny chat, but we do talk about not only sort of that MLMs and kids, but also disordered eating and weight loss and toxic diet culture and succumbing to, you know, the bullshit. So that's what this episode's about. A couple of our main topics sort of thrown in there already. It's a really funny episode about the, you know, the frying pan theory and kidnapping and jumping from MLM to MLM to find the one and uh, I thought it was a great one to start the year off. We need a couple laughs. If we don't laugh, we cry. And this episode is just really funny. We have a really good time poking fun at ourselves and poking fun of our time in MLM. And I just wanted to say thank you to April again, because even editing this was a joy. I just I was laughing so hard the entire time editing this. There are quite a bit of tangents that I cut out. And they are on the Patreon version. They are on my director's cut version. So again, if you are a fan of the show, we have a Patreon. If you want a little extra content and some bonus stuff, five and $10 tiers, everything goes up early, ad free, 
and with all of this bonus content. And sometimes we have AMAs. There was a Mike Rinder AMA, um, and it was really kind of fun. And speaking of the Mike Rinder AMA, uh, you guys were very inspired, and I got, whew, I took like a week off between editing. I, you know, I I edited and and got the episodes um, prepared and scheduled so I could take most of the week between Christmas and New Year's off. Uh, except to to make this right now, <laughs> and uh, and so I I didn't have time to thank everybody that joined the Patreon during you know that time. So I'm just I just I am flabbergasted. Thank you guys so much. It is so incredible the support that we have since starting this Patreon. You guys are just really incredible, and I, I thank you so 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 much. It helps me manage the show and pay for all of the subscriptions to all of the things that I have to use to run the show. So I really, really, really appreciate your support. So I wanted to say thank you to Greta Gosnell, Gladys, Katie, Melissa Simon, Amanda Thompson, Tina Becker, Candace Howard, Danielle Hartsock, Carolyn Fields, and M. Allen. So you see, you guys, like... I am absolutely flabbergasted and welcome to the family. Thank you so much. It is it is really, really incredible the amount of support uh, that you guys give me. It's just, it really just, I can't even put it into words. So thank you will have to suffice. For those that want to support the show but cannot do so monetarily, I totally understand. You can always like share, subscribe, tell a friend, leave a five-star review, you know, all of that kind of stuff really, really helps in the podcast world. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to double the show again this year. So we need at least 4 million downloads this year. And I think we can do that. I think we can do that. A million downloads a quarter with your guys's help. Yeah, like, no, we got this. So enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the phenomenon of jumping from one MLM into another and how MLMs are so commonplace that maybe you don't even realize that you've been a part of or purchased from these companies. Uh, And so I'd like to welcome to the show today, April Murphy, and we're going to go down your journey of MLM since childhood until now. Welcome to the show, April. Hi, how are you? <laughs> so good. It's so great to have you. You reached out to me a year ago. I got back to you. Things went crazy. I was in a documentary. I don't know if you guys knew that. And life went wacky. But April remembered that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And she reached back out to me and said, hey, uh, I still want to talk if you still want to talk. And I said, oh, my gosh, when are you free? Uh, and and here you are. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much for emailing me back again and reminding me about this conversation because it was definitely one I wanted to have. And I'm so happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much for uh, reading my email and responding and honestly wanting to talk to me. I know you've covered so much in the MLM community and I've listened to all of them, but I wasn't sure if you talked about this before just because it gets all lost in, you know, the mix. And I even said that it was an insignificant MLM story just because you've talked to so many people, but I felt like, you know, maybe, maybe my story will give somebody else the courage to contact you or even just talk about it, or maybe just make them feel better about themselves. Because I do still struggle with, I mean, what do we want to call it? We have to give it a name hopping from (laughs) one MLM to another. I don't, I don't know. I I just, I've always called it jumping from one frying pan into another. I feel like we need to come up with 
a term. I, th- I think we've called it like the frying pan theory before or like an MLM roller coaster, but I think all of it applies. Yeah, I think it does too. I like the kidnapping because I mean, I definitely did that. Where do you want me to begin? Because it's at a really early age. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I think are really interesting. And I've talked about that before and my journey going to MLM parties as a child with my mom. And I think it's really important to understand that like this indoctrination of MLM and the normalcy of, oh, it's just a business and it's a side hustle and it's just to make money for busy moms on the side. Like it starts young, right? It starts really, really young. So how young were you that you remember the first time that your mom took you to an MLM party? And do you remember what MLM it was for? Okay. So I would have to say that I was around four, five. What? <laughs> Yes, really, really little. I know, and this is going to sound really silly, but I thought, um, honestly, that it was just a Hispanic thing to go play Mexican bingo and win these really cool pictures that you can hang on the wall or something that you can put your leftovers in, um, home interior, Tupperware. Okay, so so you're going to these MLM parties and they're playing Loteria and you're like winning MLM prizes. Yes. The very first one I remember was Tupperware and I thought it was the coolest thing. I don't know why Tupperware would be cool, but even to this day, I find like the Rubbermaid, all that stuff kind of neat. And I like to look at it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Pyrex. <laughs> I remember going and it was always at an aunt's house, a cousin's house or an aunt's sister-in-law's cousin. You know, it was somehow my mom got invited and we went. And I remember you pay like a big amount and that covers you know, because Loteria, you play per game and you win the pot. But when it's Tupperware and home interior, you pay like an entry fee. Let's say it's like $50. And so if you have 20 women, that Tupperware consultant is getting $20 per person. Then you got to pay per card. And every game, instead of winning money, you win prize one, go to the table and pick the one that says number one. And it could be like the stackable glasses with the little lid, the plastic lid. And then at the very end, you would win like a grand prize. And I don't even know how much it was worth that. I I don't remember at all. And it was just those two parties, Tupperware and Home Interior. And that was just my entire life going to these parties. Then it trickled into Avon and Mary Kay having to go to those parties. And it was just sitting there listening to these women talk about makeup and then putting makeup on each other or trying different things out. And as a child, like, how did this experience, like, what did it make you feel like? Were you just like, oh, it's just a bunch of aunties, like, putting makeup on each other? What a fun Saturday afternoon. Honestly, I feel like, you know, as far as the the Tupperware Home Interior Loteria parties, it was disguised as a way to have fun. I didn't know that I, that my little place card was, I was being used as a as a way to win a prize. And back then, I didn't feel anything. It was fun. Growing up and now the age that I am and I have two boys, I I can see how I would do it just because it was done to me. But then I see how it's it's not okay. You know, you're teaching them. And, and let me backtrack. I didn't think anything of it as far as like being a business. I didn't know that it was a business. I just knew, oh, we're going to go to a Tupperware party. We're going to go to a home interior party and we're going to hopefully win something. And at the same time, get to talk to all of the extended family because, you know, I'm Hispanic, so it's huge. And, you know, my cousins, cousins, cousins were my cousins. So (laughs) it was okay to do. Right. Absolutely. It makes complete sense. And as someone who's a child who doesn't understand everything that's going on, 
uh, it is. It's just a fun little family get together where you're playing games and maybe you win a prize to take home. And it's something that's cool and different. And yeah, when's the next one, mom? Exactly. And honestly, at that time, I'm pretty sure there was one every weekend. I don't know if this is when Home Interior came out and Tupperware came out. They were like really big. But I do remember it was always like the same consultant and then it was a different host. But I mean, pretty sure she probably was banking back then. Not sure how she's doing now. And then it it goes into being curious as to, well, what is it? And then, you know, you're in middle school and your friend comes to school and she's like, hey, do you want to look at this book? And you're like, cool. What is it? It's makeup. And you're like, yeah, look at this. And I want, and then you circle everything you want. And then the next day she comes with like an order form. And she said, well, my mom says this is how much you owe. Wait, wait a minute. What? I didn't know I was placing an order. I thought I was just circling like a wish list. Little did I know that that was Mary Kay and Avon. And the mom was sending the catalog to school so that the friends can buy. How old were you the first time that you went to like a makeup MLM party and put makeup on your face? Um, I had to have been in high school. Sometime in high school, my friend's mother was, and I didn't realize it until right now, she was having a a party and it was also a Loteria party. And I didn't realize it until right now, but she was actually selling, I think two or three at the same time. The gifts were Mary Kay products, home interior and Tupperware. But I want to say that this is all the stuff that she had bulk ordered and was, you know, going to turn around and give away. And her way of giving it away was, well, you keep the money to play the game. So that's how she got her money back. And then we got, you know, whatever products that she had overstock of. That's, I mean, it makes sense. I get it. They always tell us like, make sure you're getting the freebies, make sure you're getting, you know, the hostess rewards. If your hostess isn't earning them, you can get those too. We've heard those stories so much. And then it's like, you know, what are you going to do with that closet full of stuff? Well, here you are, you're doing Loteria and you're charging $20 a card making back all of your money, probably having some food, it pays for the party, whatever. And then you're just giving away all this freebie that you just have because you purchased to hit your ranks or whatever it is. It's just, it's really interesting that they're even charging for the game to me. Like that's wild. Like that's how she's getting her money back for putting on these parties. And I wonder if she was actually like, when all is said and done, if she was actually profiting. I wonder that too. Now, now that I'm out of being a consultant or a representative or whatever, I, I wonder now, I never, I never gave much thought to it until now, but yeah, I wonder if she was actually even profiting something. And you said something about actually charging to play the game. I think because we know what we know about MLMs, the right thing that should have been done is come play the game for free, see what you can win. And this is kind of what we have. And if you like it, come to me and then we can talk about other products. Yeah, that just seems less predatory. Yes. If we want to do, you know, the lesser of all evils, that would be the better way. But I mean, in hindsight, it shouldn't have been done, period. I just think looking back, I feel like I I don't want to say that that I was targeted But when you have a group of people and they're all going to a party, you're going to pick up one or two people. You're going to leave that impression. And that person is always going to be like, hmm, well, what was that? And then they're going to wonder. And it just so happened that I started as a little girl. And so growing up, going to these parties or having catalogs thrown in my face by my friends or every time we'd go somewhere, 
they had something and it was like, Whoa, you know, where did you get that? Oh, well, this is it. And my mom sells it. Do you want one? I remember even getting birthday parties from friends that were from MLM companies, um, just like random things. I know home interior was really, really big because you could give, you know, a girl, the mirror with the matching wall sconces. And it was like, Oh, well you like clowns. Well, they have a whole section of clowns and home interior. And here he goes, here's your birthday present. Wow. (laughs) So then you also let me know that while you were in high school, you were targeted for different MLMs. And this is really interesting because these MLMs come up a lot of times with students and we've talked about it before, but can you talk to us about your time with MLMs in high school as well? Yes. So the first one was a high school friend. I don't know how he got into it. I want to say it had to have been a a door-to-door sales type thing. But I remember being a weekend and I get a phone call and he asked if I had ever heard of Vector or Cutco. And I did not. I, I didn't know what it was. So I let him talk to me about it. And then he was like, well, I'll tell you more about it at school. And then when we got to school, he's got a whole bunch of us around because I didn't realize he was calling everybody on Saturday and asking if we knew about it. But the whole point was trying to get the, the target audience. And that's when he said, well, I'm selling these knives. My brother's doing it. Now I'm doing it. I've already made so much money. It's only been a week. I've gone to so many houses. He was going door to door. And see, that's out of my comfort zone. So when he said that, I was like, no, I don't want to sell any knives. And I definitely don't want to walk down. First of all, I hate being outside and going door to door with my anxiety. No, thank you. (laughs) He did it for a while. I want to say just a few months, maybe four months. And we were, I think juniors in high school at the time, but he was really big on why I'm making this much money selling this. And these knives are, you know, I'm going to have a car by the end of the school year. And that was the first one that I can actually remember that somebody approached me to sell. Vector marketing is is pretty nasty. Um, I get a lot of people that are like, but Cutco knives are really good. Yeah, I know. I, I grew up with Cutco knives. My mom had a full set. They are. And again, the products are inconsequential. It's the whole point. It's not the knives. Oh, that's yeah. the scam. It's the scam. That's the scam. Yes. And, you know, now as an adult, I think, oh, my goodness, he was a child selling to other children. And if, you know, I'm sure if I wasn't such a shy person back then, I would have been an idiot a lot sooner and bought into that one and then started my journey in high school. But because I was very shy, I was like, no, no, thank you. I don't feel like going door to door selling knives that I'm pretty, aren't they expensive as well? Yeah, they are pretty pricey. Was he bringing the knives to school? No, he wasn't bringing them to school. (laughs) He was just talking about them. But the area that I grew up, it's middle class. And that's just, that's just not something what people are going to spend their money on. You know who you can go to that's going to spend that kind of money. It's literally a country town. There's not much. And if I'm going to go door to door, I'm, I'm walking like a mile. So that gives you kind of a picture of how it is. It just wasn't, I feel like it was fate stepping in and saying, no, you don't need to do this. No. And so I didn't do it. The next one, it hits pretty hard because I do have issues with my weight. I've always had issues. Even when I was stick thin, it kind of made me feel like, well, maybe there is something wrong with me. I was already a double zero. I remember wearing the little girl section for the longest time. 
And then when I got to double zero, I was like, yes, I'm in the junior section. But being told like, hey, you can take these pills and they won't make you eat so much because back then I could eat a lot and not gain anything. But being told, well, eating that much, obviously something's going to happen down the road and maybe I needed to prepare for it. It just, I think that's what kind of set off the issues that I have today with food and weight. And that MLM was Metabolife, which is now defunct. I, I just remember, I mean, I'm pretty sure I don't remember anybody that actually took it, but still seeing pictures that took it and did lose weight. I just still, that still kind of hits home for me because like I said, I still have problems, you know, with the body image and everything. And so I feel like that's where it, all it takes is just one person to say, Hey, you could maybe lose a little bit more weight or do you want to try this? Cause it'll help you not eat. Then it makes you think, well, is it wrong? Am I, am, am I eating too much? Is it going to, am I going to gain weight? Not even thinking that, you know, I'm 16, 17, my metabolism is amazing at that time. And if I wanted to eat two large pizzas, I could, that I think was the beginning of the downfall with my issues. And then you can see the trend in the the MLMs that I did join, they were geared more towards the weight management quote, uh, how do I say air quote, healthy lifestyle. (laughs) Wow. So did you end up doing Metabolife or was it just introduced to you? It was just introduced. So just the thought that there's something out there that can fix you, that you're broken, you're eating too much, you're eating the wrong thing. And this magic product can fix all of the problems that you don't even know you have. Yeah, exactly. But that introduction led to the introduction to Herbalife, which I did end up trying in high school because it was, again, the, the way that I remember it being sold was it's healthy, so it's not going to hurt you. If you don't, this is exactly what I remember them saying. If you don't need to lose weight, you're not going to lose weight. If you want to maintain it, you'll maintain it. So it was one of those like, okay, well then it, it can't hurt. And so I went with my sister and my mom to, you know, how they have those like cafes. They had them back then too, but it was in somebody's kitchen where they would prepare the shake for you and give it to you. And you would just pay a dollar, $2. You drink the tea, you take the shake and be on your merry way for the day. And that I did try. I I didn't even know that like they were doing that even, even at home, that these nutrition shops basically started like in Herbalife distributors, kitchens of them just selling the shakes pre-made ready to go. That's interesting. So in 2011, you join Herbalife. How did that work? How did that look? Take us down that journey. Okay. So 2011, it had been a couple months after I had my first son and you know, you have that baby weight that you want to lose. So I, I don't even remember posting. I never made it known that I wanted to lose weight, but I had a friend from high school that she had already had, I think like three kids by this point and she looked amazing. And so she was pushing Herbalife really hard on Facebook. So I just messaged her and asked, like, what is it that you're doing? How are you doing it? And how can I do it? Because I've just had one kid and I'm still fluffy and I want to get back to pre-baby weight. And she came back with, you know, she's been doing Herbalife since she was in high school and it's helped her maintain the weight as well as lose the weight. So she told me exactly what I needed to do. She said, Oh, I know what you need to do. You need to do a 21 day cleanse, which I don't think they have that anymore. I'm not sure I didn't look into it, but it's two pills and it's for 
so long and it ends up being 21 days, but she says, you need to do a 21 day cleanse. And then you have to do the tea. You've got to drink the shake. And then you have to take all these other supplements. And I promise it's going to help you get you back to your baby weight. And because I went to high school with this person, I was very comfortable. I felt like she would never sell me anything that would hurt me. Surely not. She wouldn't do that to me. I talked to my mom about it. I talked to my sister about it. And because I had already tried it, they were like, yes, yes. You remember Herbal Life was the thing that we had done way back when and it's still around. And I thought, okay, well, I did like very minimal research. And I, I thought, surely, you know, Slim Fast does a shake for breakfast and a shake for lunch. This is no different. <laughs> you know, what could go wrong? And I started out as a customer for the first month. And then it was like, oh my God, I lost, you know, two, three pounds. This is amazing. I'm really liking the results of the 21 day cleanse and the shakes are not the best, but they're not that bad. And so I think, you know, I asked her, how can I get like a discount? Cause it was really expensive. And then it was like, I opened Pandora's box into the world of selling MLM. And there it went. It was like, oh, well, for this much, and I don't remember how much, you can get the kit and you can get this and then you can make money if you sell it, which you don't have to sell it. But if you choose to sell it because people are going to see you losing weight, you have the tools to make money. And that is how it began. (laughs) Wow. Right. I mean, it's like you were already introduced to Herbalife years before. You had tried it when you were younger. You remembered, hey, it wasn't too bad. Your mom and sister were like, oh, yeah. You liked that. And you're like, yeah, I did. And everything just seems so familiar because everything had already been presented to you years earlier. And here you go. You're like, let's try this. So how long did you last in Herbalife? Well, let me be really honest with you. I was a product of the product for about three months. Oh, maybe less, maybe two. It was about two because that four months, I'm pretty sure I quit. After two months of taking the shakes, I started to... Because they, it gets so monotonous and the flavors are disgusting. There's nothing you can do that's going to make them better. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I ended up just not eating. I ended up, okay, well, I'm going to skip the breakfast shake because I can't do two a day. So then it went to no breakfast, shake for lunch, and then just a small dinner. And then it progressed to, I really can't swallow this anymore. So I'm just not going to do it. And then I was down to like a really small meal at night. Here I was pushing that I was product of the product and the shakes are amazing and taking pictures. And this is what I'm drinking today, but I wasn't doing it. I I couldn't, I couldn't drink them anymore because how long could you stay on a liquid diet? Like, did anybody ask themselves this question? How long could you literally stay on a liquid diet before your body gets grossed out? Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. 
They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. So were you like making shakes just for the photo op and then just dumping them down the drain? Yeah, definitely making shakes just for the photo op. And then like just forget forgetting about them, aka leaving them on the counter, throwing them down the drain. I mean, whatever it was so that I didn't have to drink it, I just left it there. I mean, I appreciate your honesty. It's actually, it's really hilarious. I wonder how many other people do that too. You can't be the only one. No, I can't. Cause those things, I mean, have you ever tried herbal life? No. <laughs> Don't. It is. It's the only thing that I can kind of compare it to is like drinking extremely watered down cake batter. If the grit is still there, there's it, it's got this chalky flavor, but has a little bit of flavor. I mean, it, it's just disgusting. And yeah, you can trick yourself for the first month or two into this is going to be great. But no, no, it's not going to be great. It's going to be horrible, actually. And so that is why I decided, well, you know what? I'm just, you know, I'm going to I'm going to not just I'm not going to do the shakes and I'll just have a little bit of dinner. But that's not healthy. It wasn't healthy. And not healthy still by any means. And did I lose weight? 
well, of course I lost weight. I had reduced my caloric intake by I'm sure 99% at this point. Um, and there I was, you know, people would ask me, Oh, well, what are you doing? You're so skinny. And of course, because I was selling the damn product I had to say I was doing Herbalife. <laughs> but the true answer was I'm starving myself. I'm starving myself because the product is crappy, but I have to pretend like it's okay. I mean, it was just, it was tough. So you last a few months, you realize this is not it. And then what happens? I get out of Herbalife. I tell myself I'm never doing that again. Okay. Little did I know that a couple months later in 2012, because <laughs> this is like towards the end of 11, by the time I had already quit, the neighbor decided that she was going to tell me about, what is it? A spark? Spark. That's what it was called. Spark, and how it yeah. just energy and you need to try it. Okay. What is it? What is this now? And here I go trying spark because by this point, you know, my son is a little, I think I just turned one. So I needed the energy. Well, then comes like, well, I sell Advocare and it's all healthy. It's a healthy style. There's a shake, but you don't have to drink a shake. What we're really known for is our spark. And then we also have something it was like a tablet you put in water to build up your immunity. And that really got me because, you know, everybody knows when you stay healthy and not get sick. And of course, this is way before the pandemic. So I, I became a sucker and I was like, sure, I would love some energy. And if it's all natural, all healthy, sure, let's do it. Right then and there, I bought the kit because she tells me you want to get the benefits of a distributor, but don't you don't have to sell. And I said, I, I can do that. I, I can do that. And I think I did Advocare probably for like another three months. And I did drink Spark. I did try the shakes, but it just brought back all that horrible, you know, Herbalife issues that I had. So I couldn't take them. Um, and I did do the immunity for a little bit, but I was always pretty healthy and never really got sick. So I was like, why am I wasting money? If I, my immunity is already great, I don't need to do this. And I think I tried to sell it to one or two people and I wasn't successful. And that was what also added to me not selling and not continuing to sell and to take it as well. And then we know uh, that fate stepped in and uh, shut down Advocare for being a pyramid scheme. So yeah. thanks FTC. You can still get Advocare. They are just no longer allowed to be an MLM. They're, they are just a regular old direct to consumer sales company now, and it still exists but it is no longer an MLM. They were shut down for that. And I know that a lot of people swear by Spark and I think it's, I'm pretty sure they have like lemonade as a flavor now. It's not that god awful red punch or whatever it was, but I'm not even sure I'm comfortable with it being sold direct to consumers. Nobody needs to go through that. They don't need any of that stuff. Just, you know, drink water and walk or something. <laughs> like I said, because I was introduced to, the whole weight and you should lose weight or no, you can be healthy and manage your weight. It, it just, it snowballs into, to the MLMs that I joined. And I'm really ashamed to say it. I mean, not all of them were geared toward weight, but most of them were after Advocare. I learned about, this one's going to be so embarrassing. I learned about Zizia, that one. See, I, I only heard about it when I tried it. And then after that, I never heard about it again. But I paid, I remember $300 for the starter pack and it came with this cleanse 
whoa, let me tell you, <laughs> it was like a tea. I remember going to the meeting and, you know, the person was talking about how amazing it is. It's all natural. It's got that marin, moringa or something. I don't remember what it was called and how it was so healthy that it was the most natural, safest way to lose weight. And I thought, okay, well, I, you know, I want to, here I am again, maybe I do need to lose weight because all these people are pitching me these MLMs about weight loss. I buy the kit and then there's this cleanse in a box and it literally said in the box that you needed to be by the bathroom when you were on the cleanse because it was really strong. You know how laxatives take a couple of hours to kick in? This tea was like 30 minutes and it gave me the worst stomach cramps in the world. I thought it was dying. Definitely not white pants approved. No, not white pants approved at all. I just remember after, you know, surviving the cleanse, I thought, hell no, I can't do this. And I can't sell this to anybody else. I called and I tried to get my money back. And I said, I will send you everything in this kit that hasn't been touched. Just give me whatever that it's worth because this is ridiculous. Like this is not healthy at all. It was this god awful green not, it wasn't a shake, but it was like you added it to water and it was supposed to be your healthy minerals, vitamins, supplements in one. It was disgusting. It looked like sewer water. And that's what I was supposed to drink. Now I said, I'm good. I can't do this. I might be, you know, desperate to lose weight, but I couldn't do that. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was Zango uh, and then Zango got shut down and was bought out by Zizia, which is like yeah. the mango scene and the Moringa and all of these Yes. Super powerful fruits from the rainforest that will cure everything (laughs) like Tahitian Nani juice and stuff. Yeah, it was like, of course, and because you don't ever hear about any of these superfoods that come from the rainforest, you think, well, it's like discovering the fountain of youth. Oh, my gosh, you discovered, you know, the end all be all to weight loss. Of course, I'll try it. But then, you know, you just take that cleanse and you said, oh, hell no, I, you know, I can't, I can't do this. And I, I don't even know. I, I've never, like I said, I heard about it when I joined and it was all of like a couple of days because after I did the cleanse, I said, nope, I'm out. I can't do this one. I've never heard of them again. I've never seen anybody advertise for them. So I, I don't know. I'm sure they're still around. <laughs> You know, Zija is still around. I'm not sure if they're an MLM because I think you can buy it on Amazon. I've seen it. But again, like so many of these MLMs, they they fizzle out. They're bought up by somebody else. They're renamed. They're changed. It's it's all the same thing, just reiterated and regurgitated and rebranded over and over and over again. Yes. And it is. I mean, I was looking at the master list of all the MLMs. And I was looking at all these names and it's got their names and the little uh, description of what they are. And I was like, wait a minute, I just read the same description up here. It's the same. It's just a different box, a different wrapping paper, but the same crappy item is being sold And it. Okay. So I guess what's embarrassing is you kind of know that at the time, like, you know, shoot, Advocare Herbalife, you can make the connection. It's kind of the same thing, but you still go ahead and okay, well, sign me up for it. I'll try it because it's a, under a different name. It's a, it's a different company, so it's got to be different. It's got a different culture. It has a different CEO. The person that owns it is a woman and not a man. And you want to work for a company that's owned by a woman. It's got a better color scheme. You like the name. It doesn't matter. 
right? It doesn't matter. You will give yourself a myriad of excuses to leave one and join another to whatever, make yourself not feel so shameful. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's just another excuse. So you leave Zizia in 2013 or so, and you join seriously one of the worst ones in the whole entire world, Young Living a year <laughs> later in 2014. But Walk us through that. Well, during this time, I, I was already teaching. I was teaching fourth grade at, a, at the local school district. I had overheard one of my coworkers talk about Young Living and how she was going to be using essential oils this year to help her students just, you know, it was going to be the end all be all. And it was going to be the miracle worker with this, you know, in the classroom. And I was listening to her and they had that. What is that red drink? In- oh, it, in something. It's- Zinga, in something. Lomato. Ningjingia red. Ningjing. Yeah. I don't know how to say it, but yes. And I, don't know, I just remember she had a little pouch and she would drink her little pouch every day during professional development. And, you know, I was staying away. I was doing so good. And then the last day I saw her rolling something on and she's like, well, I got to build up my immunity. Cause you know how we all get sick. And I was like, yeah, we do. I never gotten sick as a teacher. I was never that teacher that got sick the first or second week of school. And I was like, yeah, we do. What can I have some put some on my wrist too. And then it turned into, well, do you have time this weekend? Cause I can go over to your house and explain everything that I've just explained to everybody else while you weren't listening. And I was like, sure. She came over and she showed me everything. And what got me, I think and this is what gets everybody, even though I know the history, I didn't know it then, but I know now. And the backstory of Young Living, it was the seed to seal story and how you can go tour where they grow everything that they use to make the essential oils and how they were Christian based. And you know that story. And that's what got me. And by this point, I already have two boys. I had fallen trap or prey into the whole organic movement because it's what's healthy for the kids. You got to, you know, I eat fruity pebbles as they do because they're going to grow up like a fifth arm or something. So I wanted to lead a more healthier lifestyle and she just got me. She was fresh out of college and she was young and I felt like, well, if she's doing it, she's ahead of the game. Let me do it too. And I paid an arm and a leg for the kit. I pushed Young Living, not that hard, but I did push it because I did like the essential oils. The only thing that I didn't do was cook with them. But I did use the laundry detergent and the toothpaste and everything, the soap, all that stuff. I bought a shit ton of crap from them. And I don't know if it worked because I told myself that it worked or I was healthy because I told myself it was healthy because, you know, they were seed to seal. And if I wanted to go see what they were doing, they would let me just open their doors and let me in. I really did believe in that company and it was different. It was me living a healthier lifestyle, like less focused on my weight. It was just a different area of, of our lives. Ah, yeah. And, but, but it's all the same, right? I mean, it's another health and wellness oh. MLM. It's got its own Kool-Aid magic juice you're supposed to drink every day, whether it's Nani or Mangosteen or Spark or an Herbalife tea, whatever it is, there's this magic drink you have to drink every day. It's got all these promises. It's got all this incredible history. We want to do what's best for everyone. Isn't that great? 
And there's so much information control, especially in Young Living, because they have so many skeletons they like to keep buried that you miss everything because you're believing what the company is saying. You don't feel like you need to do any extra research other than, look, this girl is ahead of the curve, essential oils. It's working for me. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I can't wait to have my students be calm and all that. Also, I'm I'm concerned that a teacher might be just diffusing essential oils in a classroom with a bunch of children that maybe shouldn't be breathing in this particular essential oil. Like that's, that seems like an allergy and health issue, or at least waiting to become one at some point. You know, you're right. And I didn't, I didn't think about it then. I didn't, there was no red flag at the time, I guess, because they were very popular at that time that it was just a boom healthy that's all you saw it was healthy and good for you but you're right we don't know what underlying allergies these students may or may not have and if by plugging in that diffuser it sets it off or it exacerbates it makes it worse you're right I didn't think about that and I'm not sure I know there's still a lot of teachers in this area where we live that do still plug in the diffuser (laughs) because, you know, lavenders and I'll be on it will calm those kids down. It's food for thought now, but what can we do about back then? And I kind of feel really bad. I've done a million things that I'm like, in the future, when I learned better, I'm like that I shouldn't have done that. Right. And I think a lot of people do. And that's where we know that we're making change and being better is where it's different. Right. We're not making those same mistakes. You're not still diffusing. You're not still doing that kind of stuff. You're just not still making these mistakes. Um, I think that's a really important part of of this whole growth journey as well, to understand that we are humans, to error is human. It's literally a human thing. Um, And to grow and be better is another human thing. And they go hand in hand. These are things we never think about. I would have never thought about diffusing oils, even until I just said it, where I was like, oh my gosh, she's just randomly doing this. I never would have thought of that. I'm sure my daughter has been in classrooms where things have been diffused and it was never a problem, but we also don't have allergies, but they're just things to think about that we don't think about because it's so commonplace and -and so-and-so did it and they said it was fine. And so I'm doing it too. And it's just monkey see monkey do, but the person at the front doesn't know what they're doing either. And we're all just following misinformation and repeating misinformation and going on forever and ever and ever. You're right. And that's something that kind of just like, wham, hit me in my face right now that it's, it's really sad. It's embarrassing to think that I trusted, you know, the distributors because of the information that they were pushing because it was being pushed to them. And then, you know, along that ladder, and it's scary to think about, well, what wasn't or isn't to this day being pushed that should be pushed. Why aren't disclaimers, you know, essential oils are great, but let's use them in your home if you're going to use them and don't put them around other people or ask people if they have allergies, whatever the case may be, if you're in, in that deep with an MLM, but you're right, you don't, you don't think of these things. And I wonder how far MLM companies would have gotten if we all had thought about these things from the very beginning. Right. And those people that were thinking about it, instead of us excommunicating them and calling them haters, if we actually paused and went, well, why is she saying this? Like, she used to love this company yesterday. And today she's saying this, like, there's got what happened? Where's this? You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be 
there needs to be people who are are following through as opposed to just cutting out that information and going, oh, it's not what we want to hear. So we're not going to listen to it, which is again, that black and white thinking and that cultic environment that comes in. And, you know, I was really lucky. I never thought that I would be that person. I would, I'm a documentary person. I'm a true crime person. I love all of that. So I spend a lot of my time watching that on TV or on YouTube. And I remember watching something about the Jonestown massacre and thinking to myself, I could never follow somebody like that. And up until I joined it works, I was right. I had stayed away from being that kind of a follower. And now when I look back and it was even kind of before anti-MLM blew up, it was kind of like, you know what? That's kind of weird. I used to think that I wasn't that type of person. And now I have owned it and said, and you know, my wife and I laughed about it the other day. Unfortunately, I am that person. And if you look at the history of the MLMs that I was introduced to that I joined or that I purchased from. I am that person and I'm aware of it. So now I have to be really mindful of the choices that I make, who I listen to and what I'm believing, because I mean, it's a cult and that's what they do. (laughs) That's what they do. They prey on people like me and they bank on people like me to keep them afloat, to keep them in business. They don't care about me. They just, it's hook, line, and sinker. Let's move on to the next. You know, they don't even care if they keep me. But the problem is people like me go back. So if it's not one cult, it's another. So either way, the cults are winning. (laughs) Right. So you left Young Living and in 2015, like you just said, you joined It Works. So what was different about It Works to you that made you do things differently? Honestly, I don't even know because... I never really pushed any of the other products, but I did befriend a new employee again at at work. And the funny thing is like, she was buying from a ton of MLMs. Like she had just had a baby and she had posted about how she was uh, diffusing doTERRA in the labor room. And then, you know, cut to, she comes to work and then we're working together and she's drinking something. And I'm like, well, what are you drinking? And she said, well, the company that I work for And I thought, oh, you have another job. And she said, I am my own business, but I work for It Works. And I was like, well, what is, what is that? I said, is that really the name? It Works. And she said, yes, that's the name because it works. And I said, okay, so what is it? It's another health and wellness company. (laughs) And I'm drinking, God, what is it called? I'm drawing. Is it the greens? Uh, Yes, the greens. She's like, I'm drinking (laughs) the green with my orange juice and it's what's giving me my immunity and all my vitamins and it's going to make me healthy. And then, then she had thermo fit and she had something that blocked carbs. I was just like a puppy dog. Like, well, what is that? What is that? What is that? And I, I need that. Oh my God, I need that. And I'm honestly, at the time I didn't need that. I didn't need to lose weight. I was just fine where I was at, but she was being healthy. So I needed to be healthy. <laughs> let me just, let me listen. So I had dipped my toes just by listening to her. And then by hanging out with her, you know, every day there was something new, something interesting. And I was like, okay, I will say that I stayed away for a month. I am proud that I did stay away for about a month. Then it it led to from all of these healthy supplements to, have you ever tried that wrap thing? I said, what wrap thing? (laughs) So what are you going to wrap me in? Oh, yeah, that crazy wrap thing. Ask me all about it. Yes. 
talking about? And she said, well, you can put this thing on your belly and you're going to lose like five inches and it's not water weight, it's fat. And I was like, well, shit, how do I get my hands on one of those? I think it was like four for a hundred dollars. And I was like, wait a hundred dollars for those things. And then I got to throw it away. Mm, I'm good. And she worked and what she sold, she tried very hard to get me to sell. I mean, to wear the wrap and it didn't work. So then she had her upline talk to me about trying it. She wanted me to spend the hundred dollars. And then her upline said, you know, if you're really not that comfortable with spending a hundred dollars on the wrap, why don't you buy the kit? It's the same price. You get four wraps, you turn around and sell them and you make your money back. And that was like, okay, wait a minute. I can make my money back and I don't have to try these stupid wraps. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. I'm into the greens. I'm into all these pills that she's taking. Okay. I think she has something. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't, I don't have a warm market. I don't know very many people. I I keep to myself a lot. I, I would never be successful. This is how my little group did it. They send you a picture, obviously of the most like crazy results of the before and after. And they tell you here, post this and post it with this caption. And it was like, look at so-and-so's results. Aren't they amazing? Contact me if you want to know. I was like, for what? And they said, because if you can get four people that want to try the wrap, there's your kit. I was like, okay. So I put it on my Facebook. Holy shit. I've never had so many comments on a post that one, like it exploded. I think I had about 500 people like and comment. It was everybody from my hometown college friends that I hadn't spoken to in a long time that I had kept on my Facebook friends list. And they were like calling me and texting me. You see your post is blowing up. You would be so great at this. Just do it. You do have a warm market. You are going to be an amazing distributor. And, And that's what got me because so many people saw the post and they had never heard of it works before. So yeah, they see the before and after and they were like, I want to try this. That's what got me to buy the kit and to be a distributor. Little did I know that they were grooming me. The love bombing started right away because you're going to be such a great, you know, distributor. You've got this. You're amazing. And that is what did it. That's the cult that I fell prey to. And they were good at it. Let me tell you, those it works chicks, they are no joke. They are professional. Yes, absolutely. It was insane. And when Again, it wasn't about the products. After a month or two, I felt like it, then it became about ranking and holding the rank. And that's all that it was. That's all that they cared about. It was like they groomed you for enough time and then they shoved you into the deep end of the ocean and they said, here you go, sink or swim. You got to do what I'm doing. But at the same time, you know, while you're in these, the Facebook group and the text message group, they're talking about, you know, the law of attraction and being all about a positive, healthy mindset. And you've got to watch this movie and read this book and let's have a dream board making party. And let's, let's have all of these other parties because we're not going to teach you how to sell. We're not going to teach you how to run the business, but we're going to teach you how to be one of us and get more people to come in. I was really, I was a really good distributor because I became a, a really good con artist. Wow. Wow. 
a really good distributor because you became a really good con artist. Jeez. Yes, because I was selling, quote unquote, the product and the dream, but that's not what I was chasing. I was chasing the next rank. People were just a number. I felt really bad because, like I said, after a while, yes, I did take the greens. I did do all those other supplements, but I stopped spending money on personal volume because I had so many people underneath me that I didn't have to spend the money. I was having people show up underneath me that I didn't even know about, but you know, people were placing them there. Uh, what really turned me off was that push. It was, I was going to hit the next rank up. And I think it was like five o'clock of that, the last day of the month. And I had my distributor telling me, if you just spend about $250, you'll hit the next rank. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to spend $250 for a rank that I have to redo all over again starting tomorrow. And she, she tried, she begged, she pleaded. And I said, no, if you want me to hit this rank, because I know you're going to hit the next rank and so on and so forth, you're going to figure out a way to get me that $250. I just remember being like inundated with phone calls from her upline and then her upline because she wanted, she was going to hit that. It was like the, the third to the top rank. And she wanted that bonus check. She wanted that monthly income. And at this time, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, I had been pushing it works. And this was already towards the end. It was by my second year. I was tired of having to work so much with the little bit of benefit. There was, there was nothing. I wasn't gaining anything. The money that I was getting was just replacing the time that I could have spent with my boys. You know, that time is, you can't replace that. And then even when I was spending the money, like that's all that that money was doing. It was just, I was just paying myself back. But that stress of having to hit the rank and then turn around the next morning and do it again, it's not worth it. And it wasn't worth it. Like I hated it. And I started to pull away from them. And what really, I don't know, I went to one of their their conferences and the leader, I think his name is Mark, right? Okay. Uh, I think it's Mark Pentecost, right? I think so. I'm pretty, yes, that's what it is. I felt like I was at church. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) When I didn't know that I was going to Sunday service and then I looked at everybody and I was like, we're all wearing the same thing. Everybody's uh, hands are up in the air. They did the, they did that walk of all the successful people and they had the top distributor telling us how they had gotten their couch out of a trash can, but $99 saved their lives. And now they live in a multi-million dollar mansion and all of this stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, something is off here. And I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. I got turned off by one thing and it was like all these doors were opening of other reasons why I should be turned off by that company.
Wow. So, so what did you do? It was like night and day. I just stopped. I didn't, there was no message. I know I've heard on, you know, other episodes where people say that they message their people and tell them they're quitting. No, I just stopped. I, that was it. I was done. I didn't owe anybody an explanation, but I was excommunicated. Oh boy, would that happen so fast. I just remember my friend was still my friend, but it was like, she, she wasn't my friend. You know, it was just at work that she could talk to me. And then that was it. Everything else, it was like, all of a sudden, I stopped seeing it works on my feed because I was kicked out of all the groups. I was blocked by all the people. So my feed became normal again, regular days, you know? How interesting how it just sort of like tapered off. But that wasn't the last MLM you joined. You didn't learn your lesson with It Works. So in 2017, you joined Unique, (laughs) Unique Makeup. Let's, let's talk about that one. Okay. So I joined unique, but I never sold it. So I will say that I just, I was just a kidnapper, kidnapper, but I joined because there was this girl on my wife's Facebook that was constantly putting her makeup on and I would like just watch and just like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, because I like to watch, you know, like Bailey Sarian. I like to watch her put makeup on and tell a, a true crime story. And so this is kind of the same thing, but she was just going on about her day, putting on her makeup. And, you know, my wife was like, yeah, you know, she's a good person and whatever. And I was like, okay. So I kept watching. So that's kind of how like, I found out about Unique. And then again, at work, out of just, the, it was like, it's so weird how it happens. Like I see a pop up on Facebook. And I'd never heard of this company before, but then at work, all of a sudden, boop, you know, the person that teaches next to me, she sells unique too. And from there, I didn't buy the kit. My coworker bought the kit for me and gave it to me as a present, but wanted me to sell. She needed a new recruit to hit something and she just (laughs) brought you on board. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to sell. And first of all, I don't even know how to do makeup to save my life. I just like playing around with it on myself. I can never tell somebody. This is the whole reason why I never joined Name on Mary Kay. I'm not going to tell somebody this is what you should be doing. That one was very short-lived, very short-lived. I literally, you know, got the kit. I didn't even have to pay for it. And I still have some of the products because after that, I didn't use my kit. I didn't use my distributor uh, account or anything. I ended up buying from my wife's high school friend because she was still going and she was also a teacher. So I felt like I could trust her. And I bought from her instead. You know, my wife would take me, you know, late at night and she would just leave the little bag outside and I'd go leave the money and pick it up. Um, (laughs) Like some sort of like dodgy, like exchange of goods. (laughs) I'm going to leave it on the corner, put the money under the rock. Yes, right. Put the money under the rock. Knock twice when you picked up your your product. (laughs) It was insane. And I honestly, I don't know anything about the company. I never, I did use the makeup. I still use some of the eyeshadow palettes, but (laughs) I haven't purchased any more, but they've lasted that long. It's probably not even healthy anymore because it's like expired. Yeah, that was my time in that company. And then the very last MLM that you joined. 
The very last one, I swear. It's just like keeps getting worse. If it's like you could check off all the bad ones to be in. Oh, yeah, sign me up for those. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Am I right? Like You're absolutely right. I mean, I was looking at your list and I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> but at least it stopped, right? It stopped. <laughs> at least it stopped. It stopped, you know, because I could have gone on from this last one to like Monet or something. <laughs> oh, I feel like that would have been the next one. <laughs> oh my God, my hair needs to have some stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anybody can guess which one was the last one. Yeah. Well, was- I mean, I'm wondering what everybody like. Everybody shout one out right now. And then uh, April, tell us what it was. Are you ready for it? <laughs> It was paparazzi. <laughs> oh gosh. I've even talked to Tracy and I just I feel so ashamed. <laughs> and when I say talk to her, I just messaged her a little bit after I found out what was going on. And I was like, oh God, I was a part of this one. <laughs> and I'm sure you know how I got sucked into this one. No, I mean, but do tell. It was good old Facebook live. You know, I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see somebody holding up something and then they take it away and then they hold something else. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And, you know, here I am. And it's like, oh, this is this jewelry, but I only have two. So comment me, 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 I want one. And, and then I asked my wife, like, who is this person? And she was like, oh, that's, you know, that's a good friend. It's another good friend of my wife. And, you know, I said, okay, well, I'm going to watch her. I would watch all her lives. And I was just like, she was funny. She was really good at selling stuff. She's a great person, a great person. I I was like, well, I like that piece of jewelry. Okay, I'm going to buy one. I don't even know where that jewelry that I initially bought is at. Like, I don't even know. But then she was really good. Like on her post, she would like have a little picture and it would say, pick a balloon and send me the $5 and you can come pick up your gift based on that number and you'll see what your prize is. Okay, I'll do that. I'll pick three balloons, you know, (laughs) and let me go get three things. It was like insane. It was like this rush. And what's funny is it wasn't being geared toward me, I guess. I don't know. Was it? It was. I don't know. It's dopamine. It's just just throwing dopamine out and asking if anybody wants a hit. Like, do you want a hit? It's only $5. And you're like, I'll take three. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll take it. I had a lot of jewelry, a lot of jewelry, (laughs) not gonna, not gonna lie. And I did tell people about it. You know, I would share it. I would tell, Oh my God, you need to go watch this person because her jewelry is awesome. And then I, you know, then we started going around her and this is so funny. I watched so many lives that our kids call her the paparazzi lady. Like that's what she's known as the paparazzi lady, because they would watch with me. And anytime like they would have a barbecue, we'd go, they would say, oh my God, look, that's a paparazzi lady. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not her name. You know, <laughs> it's just what she does. But that's sad. Like that's how many lives that I watched. And then it was like this extreme next level dopamine effect when she was like, number 25 is yours. And you're like, yes. <laughs> and I'm paying to be that excited. I'm paying $5 for that excitement. And I mean, it's it's absolutely like dopamine manipulation. LuLaRoe <laughs> did it. 
I know that you bought LuLaRoe. I'm sure you got sucked into the exciting leggings palooza of LuLaRoe live selling. It was it was a wild experience. I, I, I They've co-opted, MLMs have co-opted the ability to utilize natural chemicals that we're all looking for and are addicted to naturally and like use it to control us on a completely different level that like is just, I, I, can't, I can't even explain. It, it's insane. And if only we could get that kind of dopamine naturally i know we can get it naturally but not having to spend the money or the fake love bombing and all of that stuff like you imagine where we'd be today i wouldn't have had this story to tell you if i could just but then we never would have met no <laughs> we wouldn't have met and i'm glad we did it's sad circumstances though but it turned into being i went from a customer to she would post pictures of her bank account and i just saw the commas you know, and I was like, oh my God, from selling jewelry, you know, and I talked to my wife about it. She said, no, she said, no, because <laughs> she knew the history that I had. And she said, no, she was like, no, you can buy it, but you can't sell it. And I was like, please. And I don't know what I did that she gave in. <laughs> so I got the kit. I got the kit. You know, what's really sad is that you're so excited. I'm sure this is like with LuLaRoe. I was so excited to get my kit. And then I opened it and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to sell this? Like, there's nothing that I could sell in that kit. I was already having issues with going on Facebook Live to sell it. Then now I've got to hold up this ugly piece of jewelry and try and sell it. Like, there was no way. Oh, 100% that happened in LuLaRoe. I mean, they made clowns on leggings. There were squirrels. There were there were pine cones that looked like turds. Yeah, and no. People bought them. Oh, <laughs> uh, the only thing that I guess is different. Well, I mean, I don't know because I didn't fall prey to LuLaRue, thankfully, because then that would have been another stuff. I remember my upline telling me that um, you could go pick, you had to get on at a certain time because that's when like the website would refresh. Okay. And then you could pick which ones you wanted and how much you wanted. I was like, okay. And then it hit me like a freight train. And I knew that my wife was not going to go for this. It was like, but you got to spend money to make the money. But this is on a different kind of level than like real spend money to make money. It was like, I remember going, we went to a, a cookout at her house and we saw her paparazzi room. Oh my God. It was it was insane. I, I'm pretty sure that's what the, the, the China warehouse looks like. Like it yeah. was just everywhere. With like the pegboard walls and like yeah. everything is hanging up like you're in an actual store. Yes. And I already had my kit. I had tested the Facebook live with and I made my wife do it with me. We only did it like twice. And we did sell some things. But after seeing that room, I got really scared because spending even a dollar to me is too much. And when I was like, I've got to spend about like $5,000 just to have like inventory and make anywhere near what she's making. Oh, I got, I was very, I was turned off immediately. And I was like, no, thank you. I'll just keep the kit. Enjoy the ugly pieces of jewelry that I have, but and really enjoy the ones that I paid for. And that was it. Like I, I did not ever try to sell it again, but I did buy, I'm so ashamed. I did buy after that. Just because some of their stuff is cute, even though you know it's cheap and it's going to fall apart. And now we know that it's toxic. Oh, it's yeah. so now we know that it actually does have lead and it nickel does. in it. 
Uh, I'm so ashamed. Like all I'm telling you, just all the ones that I've named are horrible. I ended with a bang on that one too. Cause that one was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. This is just a little side note. When their infamous convention took place, I didn't put two and two together until I watched an episode of, is it Savannah Marie? And I was just watching my wife and I were watching in bed and I was like, Oh my God, that's her. That that's, that's my paparazzi lady in her video had ended up getting COVID, but was on live telling everybody that it wasn't because of the convention. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I know that it was because they've seen the pictures and you were there and oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, it was your upline. That was one of the, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, and then I felt a different kind of connection. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) I just felt again, like with the whole, it works thing. And then I, I felt like if she was able to speak her truth, she would have, but I know she couldn't. I know now that she couldn't. There was no way because she's in like in the top 5%. She makes that much money. So I know there was no way she could go on and, and, and say the truth. I know she was told because she had gone on and said, oh, hey, you know, I'm positive. And then, you know, now, now my family's positive. So I'm pretty sure that somebody was like, wait a minute. You got to go online and say it wasn't because of the convention. Oh, they did a massive cleanup when it was pretty apparent that they had gone to convention. Well, I mean, they had, I, I think the rumor is, and again, I don't know because things change and you get more information as the story develops, but I believe what it was, was there were actually workers that had COVID that were oh forced to go to this because they were, they were employees and they're like, oh, well, the convention's going on. You have to go. And sort of everything sort of spread from there. And then there was a big like uh, denial, like this isn't what happened. And then there were people that lost their lives. I don't remember how many the final total was, but it was, it was close to 20 people, if not, you know, around that area. So very, very just horrible, just, just a a very bad situation um, that paparazzi just, just kept double, triple, quadrupling down on. Um, and unfortunately, people did end up losing their lives because of it. Yeah, it was that. I don't remember. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm pretty positive. I had already seen, seen you on TikTok and had already kind of dipped my toes into the anti-MLM community. By this point, this is just kind of what sealed the deal for me. It should have... <laughs> After all these trials and tribulations with them, it should have already happened. But I'm pretty sure that that's kind of what made me anti, like really anti MLM. And after that, I know that my wife was embarrassed because anytime somebody would mention an MLM, I'm like, nope, no, you, you, this is why you shouldn't. And it's a cold and then this, this, and this, like I would tell my sisters, anybody that we were around, like I was automatic anti MLM would come out and it was because I I realized I didn't want what happened to me to happen to anybody else. That's just, it's plain and simple. But like I told you in the email, something that I do struggle with is I have to realize that even though we, we can come, you know, we can talk about our experience and tell people not to join or not to believe everything. If somebody's in the same mindset, if anybody's in the same mindset that I am, and they want so desperately to have that financial freedom on that full-time pay for part-time work because it's the American dream. You want 
to be wealthy. You want to be able to go buy anything and everything at just a snap of a finger. You know, you want to be able to sit at home and not have to worry about the bills. Those promises that they make, I didn't know it then, but I do now. That was the driving factor. And it hits home because there are some days, like I said in the email, that when I'm down and out, if I were to hear somebody's pitch, I would probably think about it. And that's, it's really sad. And I'm really glad that I have my wife to keep me thinking straight and to keep, you know, because it's like when I talked about that, the whole cult being (laughs) joining a cult, something that I would fall prey to. I'm very lucky that I have her because she will snatch me up and tell me, oh no, (laughs) we're not doing this again. That's not the way you make money. That's not real. That is not, that is a pipe dream. And that's why they're called pipe dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you are out. I'm so happy that that you went through this and you saw the red flags and you were able to connect them and say, it's it's the industry. It's not just Mary Kay. It's just not Metabolife. It's just not Cutco. It's not just Cinegents or Pampered Chef or LuLaRoe or Paparazzi. It's all of it. It's the industry as a whole. Um, it, it takes a lot of people a long time to figure that out. It really did. It took me... A couple of years to figure it out. Took you a couple of years to figure it out. You know, I, I feel like as long as we are figuring it out, as long as we are figuring it out and we are talking to people and we are saying, hey, you're not alone. It's not just you. This is a systemic issue. It happens to a lot of people, more people than we would like to admit that this happens to. 99.7% of people who join these companies will lose money. Yes. And that's a statistic. And people still. We love to defy the odds. We still like to say, but not me though. I'm the 1%. I could do it. I can run the marathon. I can swim the lake. I can do the thing. I can slay the dragon. I'm the one that's going to save it. I'm the one that's going to change him. I'm the one that's, do you know what I mean? Like we have this idea that we can do this for whatever reason. And we ignore statistics, facts, mathematical things. Like we ignore the truth for the pipe dream. I think what really gets me is because remember earlier, I said that even spending a dollar, it's like painful to me is that 97% that are going to fall into this trap. They, we will spend the last money we have in our bank account for that unattainable dream. At least it's unattainable through an MLM, you know, working hard and, and doing it the other way. That's the right way to do it. But attaining that dream through an MLM, I know because I've seen it and I saw it on the LuLaRoe documentary, how people will spend the last, whatever they have, that last bit in their bank to be able to be that 1% because they're going to be the one. And I wish, I so wish that it did work out like that, but it's, it's not designed for that. Like you said, it's systemically designed for everybody to fail. And that right there is the most conniving and sickest thing that anybody could start a company with that, knowing that that's going to be the way that it is the entire time their company is open and running, you know, and that's the sickest part. I honestly thought this is going to sound so silly. I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley. It's like 99% Hispanic. I really only thought that MLMs were a Hispanic thing. I don't know why. It's just because I grew up there. That was my bubble. And then I moved away. But it's not. I've heard a lot of people say like it's 
like LuLaRoe was a, a white woman MLM. I, I really thought that for some reason, all MLMs were Hispanic and they were just geared towards us, but it's not. I've opened my eyes and I'm like, no, it's geared towards a certain percentage, a certain population. And they are really good at finding those people, getting them to buy the dream. And it's so funny now because I'll look at like driving around town. I'll look at the, you know, all these Karens driving around with their Plexus windshield decal or Zy, what is that? Zy one, something with a Zy, XY something. It's some weight loss one. <laughs> I don't know. Like all these different decals. And it's like, I see Herbalife a lot and I see all their little nutrition stores. And I'm like, no, you need to be gone. Like there's, you need to get out of here. Like I can't, I can't with you. It's wild. It really, really is. I'm so happy that you have a, an incredible grasp of how all of this works and that you are educating your community and your friends and your family. And it is, it is very interesting, right? What you say, like you grew up in a Hispanic community and all of the people that were targeted in your life were Hispanic because that's what you grew up in. And so you thought that this was just a Hispanic thing, but it's not right. And in fact, like you said, there's white women ones, there's Hispanic women ones, there's men ones, there's whatever, right? There's religious-based ones. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your race, your color, your creed, your religion, anything. All you need to be is vulnerable and they yeah. will find you. And it is so sad. And it's interesting. I, I, I'd be curious to, to, to be in one of those meetings where they're going to set up, like somebody has the idea to come up with an MLM. What is their target audience? Do they literally say we need these, you know, these women that are stay at home moms or, you know, they're down in the dumps or they need a dream. They need a reason. They need to lose weight. Like what is, what is it that they talk about? Cause they obviously discuss it and then it trickles down and then it becomes a subconscious conversation that people are having in order to sell this dream. What is it? I don't know. I've never been at the top tier of an MLM. Thank God. To me, that sounds like a call to action that if there's anybody listening that was on the corporate side of MLM that has created a company that has done this stuff and you want to talk to me, even if it's anonymous, because I get it. Yeah. Please hit me up. Let's talk about this. I want to answer these questions and the best way to answer these questions is by asking the people that know the answers. And so if you were ever in that corporate position to design, make whatever an MLM company, and you want to spill some secrets, please email me, please, please. <laughs> yes, please. I'm curious to know, I guess it's because I'm more hurt. And so I want to find out what was it that was said that made you think, yes, we're going to be successful and we're going to do it writing the backs of these women. And I don't want to say women because I, I'm learning now that there are some men that do join on these people that are vulnerable and that are willing to give you their last dime. And you know, it's for not, you know, it's for nothing, but they don't. And that's something that I, that I wish we could just get to every corner of the earth is don't let go of that dream of being successful, but don't fall under this trap because it is for nothing. It's going to be a lot of hurt. It's going to be pain, anguish, embarrassment. Yes, we do have those few 1%, but even they're going to fall eventually. Then they're going to feel the way we do. Absolutely. This has been such a not insignificant chat. Okay. Thank you okay. so much for emailing me and then emailing me again and being like squeaky wheel. <laughs> <laughs> because really, this has been a wonderful chat. 
I know that there are other people out there that joined so many MLMs like this, hoping to find the one and that your story connects so much with them. And they're nodding their heads right now going, yes, yes. Thank you for telling the story of the person who just was lost and floundering and looking for the, the one. Yeah. Because you, Spoiler alert. There is, there's no one. There's They're no one MLM that's going to be the answer to your prayer. You know, even buying from them, I've had to stop myself because I do see some products and I'm like, oh yeah, no, put the brakes on that because I, I don't, it's not right to, to keep feeding into them. And I've, I've heard you say a couple of times that, you know, there's other ways you, there's groups where you can find dupes. And I think that's amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing because there are you know, they're not the perfect product and it's not, it's just in a different package and it's sold by your best friend. So you think it's better than what Walmart or Target has, but it's not. Sometimes it's worse. And, you know, we found out that a lot of those products are, they're not good at all. And they're not, none of them are regulated. So I can only imagine the stuff that I was putting into my body and the harm that I've done, you know, it's a little sad and scary. Right. And then I also think about products that you put in, like there's an MLM that's like a fuel additive. And then there's like MLMs that, you know, create products like cleaning products for your washing machine and stuff. It's like, what's in that is what's in this. Is it making my, is it harming my engine? Is it harming my dryer? Is it harming my appliances? Is it good? Like, what is it? So there's even that sort of thing. It's not even your body. It's the expensive things that you own that you're putting yeah. junk into and you're destroying long-term. Oh no, definitely. Cause you know, I purchased Norwex too. And <laughs> so did I. I'm glad I'm not the only one, but in, in like Senegents, I just remember putting it on and I'm like, why are my lips burning? Well, that it's, that's the natural. That's what's it's staying on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss, but that it cannot be okay. <laughs> the burn means it's working. Yes. I loved when, you know, my friend told me that, oh, that means it's working and it's going to stay on your lips a lot longer. Okay. <laughs> I will say as a hairstylist, I do say that to sometimes when people are like getting color and they're like, it kind of is itchy. I said, the itch means it's working. So, but that's real. Okay. That's <laughs> because uh, yeah. peroxide, but you know what I mean? Like that, I will say it there, but no, anywhere else. I don't think it applies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Oh my goodness. That's so hilarious. <laughs> well, April, are you ready to do some rapid fire questions? Oh my gosh. Yes. But I didn't study for it, but okay. Hit me. <laughs> what is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? I feel destroyed. Damn. What the hard hitters feel- right out of the gate. Here we go. <laughs> Give me a warning to someone who wants to join an MLM. Just don't do it. Don't. And if you're going to do it, do your research. I know it's been said many times, but that's the honest answer. Do your research, know what you're getting into before you even think about, think about getting, you know, into it and spending that money. Do your research, research, not one, but all of the MLMs. So you can have a better grasp of what you're getting into. And I'm very curious about your answer to this because you have been involved with so many. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Oh my God. 
I'm going to have to say all of them if I had to pick one. If I had to pick one, it, it has to be It Works just because that was the that was the first one that um I was introduced to like the whole cult like experience and and then I tried to sell it and it worked that's because ugh, not the products but the scam worked <laughs> that that's what they're selling right. they're <laughs> I always hated that it was called it works like from the moment I joined I was like do really it's called it works it's they're like yeah because it works and I was like that does it and I feel like listening to all of the stories of people and it works it is the scam that works and not actually it's the, the scam that works not the products nope mm -mm. definitely not the products <laughs> so what is the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM the fact that I that I am that person unfortunately that was the hardest thing because you always think that you're not, oh, no, that would never happen to me. God, no. Unfortunately, it did, it did for me. And I am that person. I am. That was the hardest lesson. And then give me a positive takeaway from your time and all of those MLMs. I got to meet Roberta Blevins. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for for a whole year. Come on. <laughs> Worth it. Just kidding. <laughs> you know I say that too, like meeting people outside out of the movement and people that are educating and talking about this and creating compassionate, safe spaces to have these really hard conversations. That's like my favorite thing too. Like that is so the positive is, is finding healing and love and compassion outside of this high demand control that we were all a part of. Oh, definitely. And, you know, some of us join for or some people, not us, because I never did for that community. This community is even, it's way better than anything that a cult could give you. Honestly, this has been, been re a really good, you know, positive thing about MLS. But, you know, it is. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thank you so much, April. I, I loved this chat. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. And it was so good meeting you and talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.